Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, January 31st. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the Missouri Senate's six-member conservative caucus helped pass a sweeping anti-abortion bill last session and broke with the party to oppose a key workforce development bill. I think there's a little tension brewing behind the scenes about who has influence and power in the the Missouri Senate, and um, that may spill over into some disputes. We examine the members' strategy for the 2020 session and the elections. That's in just a few minutes. First, the headlines. Some St. Louis County government workers could soon be paid more. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron reports, there are plans to increase wages to $15 an hour by 2022. County Executive Sam Page says a wage increase will likely hit the paychecks of several hundred of his employees in a few months. All county government workers would make at least $13 an hour. It's the first step toward a 15 minimum goal set for 2022. Officials estimate the change will cost about $1.7 million a year once wages hit $15. Page says the plan is an attempt to make pay more equitable for his civil employees. The council has already approved significant wages for uh, our police and other public safety employees over the past few years, but some of our employees have been left behind. The move comes after the city of St. Louis and several private employers announced $15 minimum wages of their own. I'm Kay Petron, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis County member of the Board of Freeholders has resigned as he considers another run for county executive. Mark Montavani says he could be more useful to the community in other ways. I don't think it's appropriate for me to be uh, on the board of electors while I'm talking to labor groups and business groups and others about uh, the county. I think that would be kind of disingenuous. The Board of Electors is another name for the Board of Freeholders. It was created to examine changing government in the region, but it's at a standstill because the city of St. Louis still has not approved its members. Montavani ran as a Democrat for county executive in 2018 against then-incumbent Steve Stenger. He says he would run as a Democrat this year if he enters the race. Missouri Republicans will press on with an effort to place a state legislative redistricting measure on this year's ballot. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports the GOP push had stalled after Democrats staged a filibuster. Senate Republicans are on board with a proposal that gives bipartisan commissions or appellate judges the power to draw House and Senate districts. It would replace a system known as Clean Missouri that voters approved in 2018, where a demographer comes up with the maps that must take partisan fairness and competitiveness in mind. Senate Democrats prevented a vote on that measure on Thursday morning. But GOP Senate President Pro Tem Dave Schatz says his caucus isn't finished with the issue. And we're going to have a healthy, lengthy discussion, and ultimately we believe that we can prevail on this issue. Democrats contend that any effort to get Missourians to undo clean Missouri's redistricting changes is an affront to voters' decision-making power. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. It's another day of impeachment proceedings in Washington, D.C. NPR's special coverage resumes at noon. It will be on the main signal of St. Louis Public Radio. Our regular programming can be streamed at stlpublicradio.org. (music) 
The Missouri Senate's Conservative Caucus formed just last year, but the six senators have already shaped legislation. They were among the staunchest supporters of one of the most restrictive abortion bills in the country, and they broke with the party to oppose a workforce development bill. Reporter Aviva Okuson-Haberman spoke with caucus members about their priorities for this session. When the Senate Conservative Caucus announced their formation a year ago, Senator Denny Hoskins from Warrensburg says he started noticing some uneasiness almost right away. I think some some people and even some of my Republican colleagues uh, misconstrued our alliance as a conservative caucus as a rebuttal against our leadership, and that couldn't be farther from the truth. There are six members in the Conservative Caucus, representing parts of St. Charles and St. Louis counties, the Springfield area, and some of rural Missouri. Hoskins says the caucus's guiding principles come straight from the Missouri Republican platform. Second Amendment rights, uh, pro-life legislation, uh, less government regulations for especially our small businesses, uh, less taxes, and we've seen others stray, stray away from those principles. The most visible rift between the caucus and Republican leadership came during the last week of the 2019 session. The caucus opposed one of Republican Governor Mike Parson's top priorities, a workforce development bill that authorized up to $50 million in tax credits for General Motors. The bill also allowed the state to give out tax breaks up front instead of waiting for a company to meet job creation requirements. The conservative caucus said this amounted to corporate welfare and Everyone has gone they to filibustered bed. it. Everyone has gone to bed and there's no tweeting going on in the Twitterverse. But after more than 27 hours, they stood down. The session was ending that week and the conservative caucus allowed the bill to come to a vote so they could move on to passing a sweeping anti-abortion bill. None of them voted for the workforce development bill. Here is Senator Bill Eigel from the St. Louis suburbs. I absolutely do not think that it was a failure of any kind. We were able to articulate a different type and role of government and actually brought statewide attention to our message of not picking winners and losers. St. Louis County Senator Andrew Koenig says he took away one key lesson from the filibuster. I would have probably negotiated that earlier and have it not come down to a 27-hour filibuster. Um, if we would have let maybe a piece of that agenda pass earlier. That's a sentiment echoed by several other members of the caucus. Going forward, they want to focus on making as many changes through negotiation. One bill where that's likely to come up is the Prescription Drug Monitoring Program, or PDMP. Missouri is the only place in the U.S. without a statewide monitoring program, which is intended to prevent people from getting an opioid prescription from multiple doctors. Advocates are in their eighth year of trying to get this passed. Eigel says he opposes a PDMP program because of privacy concerns. There are a lot of things I would probably be willing to filibuster, but uh, the PDMP program in particular is something I think that has a strong opposition. Republican Tony Luke DeMeyer, who represents Buchanan and Platt counties, is a Senate bill sponsor. He says one area where he sees compromise is the number of years patient data is kept before it's deleted. Uh, under my current legislation, it's three years. There have been some conversations about whether or not um, we could shorten that period. Um, it's a conversation I'm at least theoretically open to if it's something that could get the bill to a debate. Underlying all of this is the 2020 election, as Democratic Senator Lauren Arthur from Clay County explains. So I think there's a little tension brewing behind the scenes about, you know, about who has influence and power in the, in the Missouri Senate. 
And um, that may spill over into some dispute. There are six solidly Republican state Senate seats up for grabs, giving the conservative caucus a chance to grow its membership. I'm Aviva Okusen-Haberman. Aviva is a reporter at Kansas City Public Radio Station KCUR. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.